Hello, this is Nick Kennedy, your gray man. And today I would like to spend some time reviewing uh, Netflix, a miniseries that just came out. Oh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, I guess. Um, the House of Usher, uh, the fall of the House of Usher, actually. Um, before we begin, though, I want to give a shout out to uh, my Nigerian brother, uh, Big K. Hope everything's going well with the business. And uh, and if you get done there, come on back here. We got a seat warm for you. Uh, we can pick it up. Um, anyway, yeah. So uh, this is a a, a series of uh, well, it's it's a mini series. It's based on a a, a bunch of uh, I think they're short stories of Edgar Allan Poe. I'm not sure there's any actual books there. Um, but anyway, it, it it's loosely based on uh, the House of Usher. But there are other uh, works he, he worked in there too. There's some references to The Pit and the Pendulum, uh, The Raven. Um, and little known fact, he actually was credited with being uh, the first, uh, the, the writer who did the first American detective story, which was absolutely abysmal. If you ever have the misfortune of reading it, I, I, I'm sorry you had to. I had to do it because I was in sophomore high school, I think. Um, Murders in the Room Morgue. Uh, but still, I mean, there's some elements of that uh, tied in here as well. So it's kind of a, a mishmash of, of different things. And um, I think there's a lot of things in here to like. Um, you know, it's got a few issues. We'll, we'll kind of cover those um, now. Now, this is uh, done by Mike Flanagan, who's been doing a series of, of horror movies on Netflix. I think just about every one I would recommend to a degree. I, I don't ever remember seeing anything by him that was uh, disappointing. Um, he has a, his certain entourage of actors, um, you know, that, that he uses, kind of like how Woody Allen did in the 70s, um, you know, with Diane Keaton and Mia Farrow and Tony Roberts. Uh, he's got the same kind of a clique that, that kind of does his movies and shows as well. Um, and, and they're good. So there's no reason not to go with them. What works, stay with it, right? Um, so let's get into it a bit. The first thing I want to touch in, in, in is the characters. Um, Mark Hamill who everyone knows uh, best from, from Luke Skywalker uh, in, in the uh, first trilogy of Star Wars. Uh, he, he, you, know, you don't see too much from him. I think after Star Wars, he did a movie, a war movie. I want to say it was called something like The Big Red One or something, but it may not be. But it was right after it, he did, which was okay. Got middling reviews. He was okay. Um, and then he kind of, I think, disappeared for the most part. Uh, I know he did a lot of voiceover work uh, as uh, the Joker, which was critically acclaimed. I haven't actually seen any of it, but I've, I've heard his work was quite good. Um, and he's in here. And um, he's got the very rare ability um, in this, uh, in this uh, show to be a, really a, a scene stealer, but he does it in a way that's quiet. Um, he's got a very grassly voice. He's a, a cleaner, um, kind of like if, if you are uh, watch Pulp Fiction, and if you haven't, you really need to. Um, Harvey Keitel was uh, the cleaner there. And then if you watch Breaking Bad, another one, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, you really need to. Um, Mike, I guess, was a cleaner there. Well, he, he plays the same kind of thing. Outwardly, he's very quiet, but you know that uh, just below the surface, there's like a tempest in a, in a teapot. You know, there's a lot of things going on in there. He just doesn't show them. Um, like I said, I think, you know, he can, he can actually seal a scene, a scene just by standing there and not doing anything. Pretty impressive. 
Um, Bruce Greenwood uh, replaced Frank Langella, who uh, I guess did half the uh, the series. And then from some uh, politics behind the scenes, I guess they had to uh, let Frank Langella, Frank Langella go, which is too bad he's, he's been around for almost 60 years acting. And uh, anyway, they brought in Bruce Greenwood, which is uh, uh, someone that, that Mike Flanagan's worked with a few times, uh, Gerald's Game with uh, Carlo Gugino uh, was one of the movies that come to mind. Um, and he's solid. I've liked him, oh my God. I would say I like, he caught my eye in a show that only lasted for a season back in about 1995, maybe 1994-ish. Uh, it was called Nowhere Man. Um, it was created by Lars Herzog, I believe, uh, who's no longer with us. Um, unfortunately, he died young. And uh, the show was really ahead of its time. Uh, it didn't do really gangbusters, although, you know, it's got a kind of a cult following now. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I really liked it. It, it. it was it was ahead of its time. And actually, you, you can pretty much uh, pick up all the episodes, at least you, you could a little while ago on YouTube. I watched uh, the whole season that was there uh, on YouTube for free. And, uh, you know, it's... It, if you watch it like it's 1995, it's a very pleasant surprise. But I mean, you know, it's almost 30 years ago, things change. Uh, this was still back when they had, uh, you know, a, a season of maybe 22, 23 episodes. And it was much more rigor um, regimented in the fact that it would go from like September to March and they're going to rerun. So uh, when nowadays they, they don't have filler episodes. So you might get eight episodes of, um, of a season, but it's all, you know, action, plot oriented. You don't usually have a lot of like, you know, clip shows and all that nonsense. But, uh, but yeah, no. If if you wanted to uh, just see, check it, check it out. Nowhere Man uh, should be on YouTube. A very young Bruce Greenwood that uh, does a really good job, uh, and he does a great job here. By the way, I got to tell you, I you know, <sighs> unfortunately Frank Langella had to leave, but I got to think that they probably made out in the long run because I just think Bruce Greenwood nailed it. Also in the in it was Mary McDonald. Uh, you might know her from uh, Dancing with Wolves. Uh, she also played the president very well, by the way, on Battlestar Galactica. She has that uh, unique ability of talking very softly and smiling in a very feminine way. But you know that underneath that that smile, you know, there's there's uh, there's serious business, you know. Um, she can she can smile at you and and you get scared and she she has that in Battlestar Galactica and she brings it uh, here too, uh, so really uh, kudos to all those three guys that really nailed it. Uh, also in in this is Carl uh, Lumley um, who was uh, uh, in J.J. Abrams Alias back in the uh, early two thousands, um, uh, um, which I I think he did a a great job um, and. The only thing was I tended to think that some of the scenes between uh, Bruce Greenwood and Carl Lumley might have been um, kind of spliced together from old footage. Just a couple of the scenes between him and, and Bruce that were very good, but I just got the sense that maybe they were filmed separately and kind of put together as, um, as one. But anyway, Carl Lumley, uh, great job. Alias Jennifer Gardner, uh, good show. If you haven't watched that, uh, that's good too. Uh, Kate Segal is one of the regulars uh, of Mike Flanagan, actually his wife, very beautiful woman. Way to go, Mike. Um, and, and she's in this. Uh, great job. No, no issues there. 
one thing I do want to mention is that there are a lot of uh, backstabbing. It's a, a politics big time. Um, and the children, a lot of them um, were conceived out of wedlock. I guess uh, Bruce uh, Greenwood or, or Roderick Usher, the character, uh, traveled quite a bit. And um, I guess he didn't believe in condoms. So most of the children, maybe was it most or half? Anyway, it's a pretty high number of children were uh, uh, born out of wedlock and I guess came to his mansion. Um, and he he brought them in and gave them jobs and he took care of them. The problem I had is I think a lot of times we could have used more of a background of all the children because, you know, you pick it up in Medius Race, the middle of action, and you see a lot of motivations and issues. And I, I would like to have known pretty much what caused this. Um, by the way, there might be some very minor spoilers. I'm not going to throw anything major out. Uh, so, um, but, but it's hard to do a review without at least touching on a few things. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so I think that was the one thing is, you know, you see like two siblings that uh, obviously dislike each other and they don't really say why, you know? Um, and, and that kind of, it was kind of a, a, a point of view that, you know, it's like, well, I would kind of like to know who's at fault. Are they both at fault or is, you know, with misunderstanding? You don't, really don't know why they hate each other. Uh, there's also a marriage between uh, Henry Thomas, who was the star of E.T. when he was a little boy, and uh, at his, uh, his wife, and I don't know the actress's name. I'm sorry about that one. Um, but uh, um, I guess they, they, uh, they had some issues in the marriage, or at least they acted like there were some issues with the marriage. But you don't know if there was or if, it, you know, why, why it was. They didn't explain that. You know, you, you just see her going out, um, you know, lying to him and going out, but you don't know, oh, you know, is, you know, is the marriage in trouble? Does she just feel like she's gotten into kind of a wild mood and wants to go go crazy? Those kind of things matter because motivation matters. Um, so that, that, was, that was something that I think they could have used more, just explaining more of the background of the characters. Um, also the oldest son, uh, Frederick, by Henry Thomas, a very nervous guy. Um, and it never explained that. Did he have a, a mood condition? Um, you know, is, is he stressed at work? I never really quite understood why he couldn't just relax. Uh, from the get-go, it only gets worse as things start unraveling uh, through the episodes. Uh, but you saw him becoming unwound, but I, I wasn't quite sure why he was. Um, Anyways, so there's that. Now, another good, interesting scene that I really liked um, is you, I'm sure most people have heard that expression, you know, if people, you know, give you lemons, you know, you make lemonade. Um, well, there is a scene with Carl Lumley playing a detective and he's talking to uh, Roderick Usher. And uh, it's a bit of um, a bit of a, a chess game between the two of them. And, um, you know, there's little, little challenges and, and jabs are being thrown back and forth. And um, during it, I guess, uh, Roderick says, well, you know, if they throw lemons at you and uh, uh, um, Carl Lumley said, yeah, you make lemonade. And he said, no, you don't. This is what you do. And he went into probably about a five minute speech that really got to show the crux of the character you were dealing with. 
Um, and it really blew me away. Uh, when I when I think about those kind of speeches, a few come to mind that are absolutely brilliant. Um, the number one, and I always think will be number one, um, was uh, Robert Shaw playing Captain Quint in Jaws when he was talking about the true story of the USS Indianapolis and uh, the way it went down and no one knew there and, and the sharks came around. It was a matter of survival. Um, really an, an amazing um, uh, anecdote. And even more impressive was the fact that uh, about an hour or so before, he got terribly drunk and he passed out in his uh, dressing room story. This is the story that goes right on. I, I have no reason to doubt it. Um, but, uh, but I guess they woke him up and said, you know, you got to come here. Now, he was a guy that was uh, very used to doing ad lib. Uh, brilliant, brilliant man, taken away before his, uh, his time, in my opinion. Um, so he, he came in and he's probably, you know, still maybe half drunk or half drunk, half hungover, who knows? And he ad libbed most of it and he nailed it in, in one take. Uh, and it's brilliant. Uh, number two is from Breaking Bad. And that was uh, Mike the Fixer when he was um, explaining about why he's, um, oh, what's a good way of putting it, so determined to see something to the end. And he, he talks about a story when he was a policeman and why he will never do any half measures. And, um, and that was truly a, a great uh, scene too. You, get, you got to understand the characters, uh, you know, behind uh, the image that they portray. And then the third is the lemonade, the, the lemon lemonade with uh, with Bruce Greenwood. Um, I didn't expect it. Um, it didn't really seem like the movie was that heavy duty, but he broke off into it. And by the time he was finished telling you what he would do with the lemons, there was no doubt in your mind. You know, this guy was a ruthless businessman, and you understood the character a lot better. Um, um, moving on, there is a mysterious. Um, woman, uh, Carla Gugino, who I've got uh, a mad crush on, always have, uh, started way back when I was raising my son and he made me take him to the uh, drive-in to watch Spy Kids. And, uh, you know, I was like, well, what do we do for children? Sure, I'll go and, you know, I put on, on, on Spy Kids and, uh, and boy, wow, Carla Gugino came on and suddenly daddy was more interested in, in, in Spy Kids. Um, and uh, yeah, and, I mean, and then I saw her in uh, Sin City, um, outstanding, beautiful, beautiful woman. And she was in uh, Gerald's Game with Bruce Greenwood, which was also Mike Flanagan. I want to say it was like 2017, maybe. And um, that, was, that was a decent movie, killed a couple hours. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I've always liked her. Um, uh, you know, Watchmen, she was in there too. She was full of makeup, playing an older woman, but I, I still love. So you're not gonna hear me saying anything bad about uh, Carlo Gacchino, but in honesty, there really wasn't anything bad to say about her. Um, she she played her, her part beautifully, a uh, very talented woman. The only problem is that, um, you know, they didn't really explain what she was. I mean, you knew she was something kind of supernatural. Um, probably, I think it's safe to say there was some definitely some evil elements there. Although there were some times where you kind of thought, well, maybe she's not all bad. Um, but it was a very interesting character. But they never actually explained who she was or why she was doing what she did. Um, so again, I mean, I just kind of like to know 
um, with the characters, how they got to be there and, and, and why they're doing what they're doing. And I found that if you're going to find one thing wrong with the series, and there wasn't a lot wrong with the series, but it was the fact that you, I just felt like, you know, you were trying to catch these guys, you know, uh, on the fly. And it was, it was kind of difficult. Uh, also, um, I want to mention that playing the younger Rod, uh, ushers, there was, um, Madeline and Roderick, uh, uh, played by Mary McDonald and Bruce Greenwood, the older, and then there were flashbacks with um, Zach Guilford from, uh, I think it was Matt Saracen from Fred Night Lights, and he also does Mike Flanagan shows also, and uh, Willa uh, uh, Fitzgerald. Um, I think she might have been in one of Mike Flanagan's uh, shows too, and she was, I believe, in Reacher season one. Uh, she's very young. Uh, I think she's very talented, and I think she's somebody we want to keep an eye on, um, you know, in the next 10, 20 years. I think she could actually develop into, into a really great actress. Uh, Zach Guilford is usually very solid. I didn't like his portrayal here too much. I just got the feeling he was just kind of like walking through, going through the, going through the, 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 the drill and, and, you know, wasn't really, he wasn't very convincing. You know, he just, he seemed to go, just walked right through the role. And, and you know, they, they, they could be because he, all his scenes were shared for the most part with Willa and maybe Willa just stole the scenes. But I, I, I think that, uh, I thought that the, the, the Zach Guilford, the young Roderick, I didn't think he, I didn't really buy that he was the younger version of, the, of, of Bruce Greenwood. They didn't seem... They didn't seem to be the same person. I know that you're supposed to have, have, have you know, occurred between the two, but um, just didn't buy the the young Roderick that well. And, and you know, uh, I do like Zach Guilford, um, but I just think here for one, whatever reason, and it could have been just because of, of Willow just being so um, magnetic with her personality that it kind of, you know, took away from his character. There's also a very young girl, I think she just turned 18 this last week, uh, who plays Lenore, the granddaughter of Bruce Greenwood. And I think she might be somebody who uh, who might be, um, she, she, you know, she's just very young and, and she's only done a few things, but I was pretty impressed with the little bit that she put in there. She's not a major character, but she is really uh, very pleasant and she comes across as being very sweet and likable and she seems like she can act pretty well. So you might want to just keep an eye on her and see what happens with her down the road. Like I said, she's still very young. Um, and now for the not so good, um, Bruce Greenwood, well, Roderick Usher, Usher, had a young woman who was his wife. Um, and the minute she opened her mouth, I, I knew she was Irish, real Irish, not a fake accent. I'm, I'm an Irish immigrant. I don't have my, my brogue anymore, uh, but I can tell a real Irish accent. So I knew she was when I heard from her. And, and sure enough, she, she definitely uh, did come from Ireland. Um, not, don't mean to offend her. Um, I've got more of a problem with her character. I don't know why the character was there. I, I kind of... I kind of felt like it was just a, a square peg kind of being forced into a round hole. She played a recovering um, drug addict that uh, very young, I don't think they mentioned her age. I, I kind of got the impression she was something maybe around 22, 23. But again, I don't really think they spelled it out. That was just my assumption. And um, 
I just didn't like the character. I, I don't know what purpose she served when she was there. I found her to be kind of a whiny character. Um, and then there were times where, you know, she wasn't around and you forget all about her. And then she just pops up. You're like, oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, okay. So Juno's still around. Forgot about her. Um, you know, and again, I, I you know, I, I, I don't know if it was a Ruth, uh, Ruth Sod, is that her name? I think it was Ruth, Ruth Sod or something, but the actress. I don't know if, um, I don't think it was necessarily her fault. I just felt the character was kind of forced and I don't think she really had much to do with it. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I mean, overall, I like it. Um, I like the people in it. Um, I liked a lot of what it had to say. It went by pretty quickly. Um, yeah, so I mean, I would I would probably give this, um, I don't you know, a, a grade report card. I'd give it, I guess a B, B minus maybe. Um, I wouldn't say it's a must see, but if you like the characters, which I did, I mean, I really, uh, you know, like just about everyone in in this, um, I would say yeah, and I would say you know just uh, to see Mark Hamill's uh, uh, fixer character, and um, you know and 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 Bruce Greenwood's uh, lecture on lemons that probably is worth it enough, um, and it it plays pretty quickly. Um, it's not something that you know you take too seriously, but uh, but no, all in all, so I'm gonna I'll, I'll give it I'll give it a B. I'll be nice. Give it a B. And, uh, and that's it. Uh, so I'll, I'll let you go. And um, uh, if you like what you uh, saw, please uh, hit like, subscribe and share. And uh, I hope that was good for you too. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.